Hello and welcome to the Pappy English Podcast. This is the podcast that helps you learn English. My name is Sam and I am your English teacher. And in today's episode of the podcast, we're going to be looking at Harry Potter. Now, I am a fan of Harry Potter. I've read all of the books and I have watched all of the movies several times. If you say you've done something several times, it means three or four times. So I've read all of the books several times. No, I've read them like once, but I have watched the movies several times. Um, it's much easier to watch the movies than read the books. Um, so yeah, I am a fan of Harry Potter, but I am not a Potterhead. Now, a Potterhead is somebody who is obsessed with Harry Potter, who lives and breathes Harry Potter. So if you live and breathe something, it means you do it all of the time and you think about it all of the time. It's your favorite thing. So I don't live and breathe Harry Potter, but I, I like it. I do like it. So in this podcast, we're going to be looking at Harry Potter, some of the accents in Harry Potter, and we're going to also be looking at one of my favorite characters, and we're going to be listening to some of his clips to see some of the interesting language and expressions that he uses, especially if you want to learn British English. Later on in the podcast, I'm going to ring somebody, and we're going to do a little quiz to test their knowledge of Harry Potter. So you can listen along or watch along and you can do the quiz as well and see if you can get all of the answers correct. So if you're a big fan of Harry Potter, probably you're going to enjoy this episode of the podcast. So as I was talking about earlier, Harry Potter is British English. The films, the actors are British mostly. Uh, they're using British accent, which is often reported speech. Reported speech is probably the accent that you're most familiar with in British English. If you watch international films or series or British news, um, if they are coming from Britain, the films and series, that is, it's usually in reported speech. But the interesting thing, not many people in the United Kingdom, not many British people, let's say, speak pure reported speech. It's very rare that you speak pure reported speech. We speak somewhere between reported speech and maybe our regional accent. So that's probably what my accent is. It's somewhere between reported speech and regional accent. But if we listen to Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe in, uh, in the Harry Potter films, he's using reported speech. He says, hello, my name's Harry. Uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. I'm not very good at accents, but watch the film. If you watch um, Harry Potter speak or Hermione Granger, Emma Watson, if you watch them speak, they are going to be using uh, reported speech. But there are different accents in the film as well. And that's what we're going to be looking at in this podcast. One of my favorite characters, Hagrid. Hagrid is the best character in the Harry Potter uh, saga. Uh, he's the funniest and he's got the best accent, in my opinion. He has the West Country accent. So West Country accent is a little bit different. So if you watch Harry Potter again, try and appreciate the accent of Hagrid. And probably you will think he's the most difficult to understand. And that's why in this podcast, I want to look at some different clips of Hagrid speaking to see if you can understand. Um, I'm going to play the clip 
and then I'm going to repeat what he said. I'm going to explain some weird turn of phrase he uses or expression he uses, and then I'm going to let you listen to it again to see how well you understand it. Okay, so let's start off with the first Hagrid clip, which is let's describe the scene first so you have a little bit of context. So Harry and his aunt and uncle and his cousin Dudley have escaped to an island where they are living and sleeping in a hut because they are running away from the wizarding world. So the uncle and aunt of Harry, who let's face it, they're not very nice, they have taken Harry away because they don't want him to become a wizard. They don't like wizards and they don't want him to become why they don't want him to go to Hogwarts. However, Hagrid has tracked them down. If you track somebody down, you follow somebody's route and you find them. So Hagrid has tracked them down. If you go somewhere, you leave a track like a trail. So he's tracked them down and he's found them in the hut. And he gets confused, Hagrid, because Hagrid thinks Dudley is Harry. And Dudley is not exactly what Hagrid is expected. And this is what he says. A bit more along than I would have expected, particularly around the middle. <laughs> he says, a little bit more along than I expected, especially around the middle. He looks at Dudley and he says, a bit more along than I expected, especially around the middle. So a bit more along, he wants to say, you're a little bit bigger than I thought you would be, okay? In a kind of, he's a little bit fatter than he imagined, especially around the middle, especially around the belly. He's got a big belly because he was expecting Harry to be thin because he knew Harry's parents were quite thin and slim. So a bit more along than I expected, especially around the middle. Let's listen to it one more time and see if you can understand Hagrid a little bit better. A bit more along than I would have expected, particularly around the middle. <laughs> he doesn't say especially, actually. He says particularly, particularly around the middle, especially around the middle. In this part in particular, particularly. Okay. And that's the first scene that, well, Harry, Hagrid gets confused between Harry and Dudley. But then Harry says, Hagrid, I'm here. This is me. And it's a special day for Harry, actually. It is Harry's birthday. And Hagrid gets Harry a cake. A cake. Uh, Hagrid uses his flying motorbike to visit Harry. And let's just say the cake isn't exactly in perfect condition. And this is what Hagrid says. Afraid I may have sat on it at some point, but I imagine it'll taste fine just the same. Okay. He says, I'm afraid I might have sat on it at some point, but I imagine it tastes just the same. So he says, I imagine I sat on it. So I think I sat on it. So if you say, I imagine I, I imagine I sat on it, you're kind of saying, I think I sat on it at some point, sorry. But he says, it would taste just the same. 
It would just it was, sorry. He says it would taste fine just the same. It would taste fine just the same. Okay, so this wants to say it will taste fine anyway. It won't change the taste. So you can say just the same to say anyway. Okay, let's listen to this clip one more time. Afraid I may have sat on it at some point, but I imagine it will taste fine just the same. Okay, so very sweet. That's why I love Hagrid. He brings Harry the cake. He's very paternal in the series. Always looks after him. He's got a good heart. He's got a heart of gold, we can say. He's a kind and caring person. He's got a heart of gold. Okay, now we're going to listen to the next clip from this scene. They're still on the island, okay? Hagrid knows which one is Harry now. He's given him his cake and Dudley starts eating Harry's cake because he's very greedy. And as we said earlier, he has a little bit of extra weight, okay? If you want to say somebody's fat in a polite weight, remember you can say they are overweight, okay? So Dudley is a bit overweight and Dudley starts eating Harry's cake. What does Hagrid do? He uses his umbrella wand. So he has a wand which is like an umbrella and he uses a spell which gives Dudley a little pig's tail. Which causes a bit of a a bit of a mess, a bit of, a bit of chaos, and everybody goes a bit crazy. But in the end, it's fine. But this is what this is what Hagrid says to Harry. Strictly speaking, I'm not allowed to do magic. Okay. Okay, I'm going to play that again because it went quite quick. Strictly speaking, I'm not allowed to do magic. Okay. Okay. He says, strictly speaking. I'm not allowed to do magic. Strictly speaking, I'm not allowed to do magic. So if he follows the rules to the letter, if he follows the rules strictly, he doesn't do magic. But he can get away with it. If you can get away with something, you can do it without punishment. So he uses magic, but very quietly. Don't tell anybody. But strictly speaking, Okay, if anybody finds out, uh, I, I, I will get in trouble. Okay, so strictly speaking means if we follow the rules exactly. Okay, that's the best way to describe it. If we follow the rules exactly, we cannot do it. But it's something we kind of say when, you know, strictly speaking, I shouldn't go home early, but I'm going to go home early today. Shh, don't tell anybody. Um, and that's a good a good little one to use as well. And so he does the magic on Dudley, gives him a pig's tail, and he goes, strictly speaking, I'm not allowed to do magic, okay? Don't tell anybody, but it's fine this time. The next thing that happens, well, maybe it's a little bit before, actually. I'm not sure about the order of events here. But Hagrid tells Harry he is a wizard and that his mother and father who passed away when he was a baby were also wizards. So if you say pass away, it means they died, okay? His parents passed away when he was a baby. His parents died when he was a baby. And he says something interesting to Harry because Harry doesn't quite believe that he's a wizard. And this is what Hagrid says. No? Blimey, Harry, didn't you ever wonder where your mum and dad learned it all? Okay, let's play that again. No? 
Blimey, Harry, didn't you ever wonder where your mum and dad learned it all? He says, blimey, Harry, didn't you ever wonder where your parents learnt it all? Blimey. This is very, it's a very British word and it means, wow, really? Gosh, gosh, we say in British English as well. Gosh, blimey, like, wow. Didn't you ever wonder where you, where your parents learnt it all? He's, he's talking about Hogwarts here because he's telling Harry about the magical school of Hogwarts. And he says, blimey, Harry, didn't you wonder where your parents learnt it all? Blimey, gosh, wow. It's something you say when you are shocked. You are surprised and shocked about something. And this is the last little clip from this scene, which is one of my favourite scenes from all of the Harry Potter films or book. I love this scene when Harry learns he's a wizard. And it's kind of like, I don't know, when you're a kid, if you grew up at the same time as I did when I was a kid, you always dreamt that your letter was going to come through the post from Hogwarts and you were going to find out that you were a wizard. And it's quite a magical moment. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of fantasy in this scene, which I, I really love. Okay, the next scene is also really nice. When Hagrid and Harry go to Diagon Alley, uh, which is like a magical market town, um, and they go to buy all of the things Harry needs to go to Hogwarts. Uh, and Hagrid says something, again, very interesting. He uses an interesting word, an interesting expression, let's say. This is what Hagrid says. Okay, I'm not sure if you heard this very well because the clip, the sound quality isn't quite as good. But he says, over there, that's all of your bits and bobs, okay? And over there, all your bits and bobs for doing your wizardry. All of your bits and bobs for doing your wizardry. All of your bits and bobs for doing your wizardry. So bits and bobs is an informal way of saying things, especially like little things. So for example, your bits and bobs for going to school, like Harry is, he's going to Hogwarts, is pens, paper, sharpener, ruler, uh, notebook. These are bits and bobs, like little things you need. Okay, I don't know if Harry needs those things to go to Hogwarts. Maybe he needs wands and magical feathers and stones that grant your wish. I don't know, cauldrons to do magic potions. That might be Harry's bits and bobs, but our bits and bobs, little things that we need. That's yeah, a nice expression to use as well. And now we're going to go quite a lot further through the film. We're going to go quite a lot th further because... Hagrid's not in it as much in the middle. Um, and we find this scene. Where is it? Ah, this one here. We find this scene where Hagrid tells Harry about how to get to find the Philosopher's Stone. Okay, so Hagrid gives Harry the instructions. Well, he doesn't give Harry the instructions, but Harry is trying to get the instructions out of Hagrid. And this is what he says. Ain't a soul knows how, except for me and Dumbledore. Again, let's listen to that again. <laughs> Ain't a soul knows how, except for me and Dumbledore. He says, hmm, Ain't a soul knows how. Hmm, 
ain't a soul knows how. What does this mean? Well, ain't means there is not, there isn't, there ain't. It's an informal slang way of saying there isn't, ain't. Ain't a soul knows how. A soul is a person. Ain't a soul, there isn't a person. Ain't a soul knows how. There isn't a person who knows how. We don't need to use who here. There ain't a soul who knows how, or there ain't a soul knows how. So this is kind of the language that Hagrid speaks with. And that's why if you watch Harry Potter, Hagrid, if you're watching it in English, of course, Hagrid is one of the most difficult people to understand in in the Harry Potter saga. Okay, but he's the most lovable and fantastic, amazing character. And I absolutely love him. I've actually got a story to share with you guys about Harry Potter. We finished with all the language. We finished about Hagrid. Um, Some useful language, some kind of insight into British English. And also, if you watch the first movie again, you'll probably understand it a little bit better. But I want to share you a story about... So about something that happened in the last couple of years regarding Harry Potter. I bought me and my girlfriend tickets to go to the Harry Potter studios in London. Well, it's near London. I think it's in Reading. And I bought it for Christmas two years ago. I bought these tickets for Christmas and we planned to go to London to visit the Harry Potter studios in June. So we're flying from Italy to London. So it's not that easy to go. Like we have to plan it a little in advance. And I didn't know that you also had to book the day to go. So I booked the tickets and then you have to book the day as well. So a few weeks before I realized this, suddenly I have to book the day. And Harry Potter Studios said, Man, it's too busy during the summer. It's, it's ram-packed. So if something's ram-packed, it's full of people. And you have to book like five months in advance. So we couldn't go into the summer. We were going to London anyway. Um, my girlfriend was furious. If you say furious, it means very angry. Um, so anyway, around Christmas, we planned to do it again in 2020. We were going to go to Harry Potter Studios. We're like, fantastic. I booked the day. Everything's ready. We booked the flights. I've rescued it. Everything is fine. And then what happens? Do you know what happens? COVID-19 happens and we cannot go. So I'm having a bit of a nightmare. I'm having a very bad time. I'm having a nightmare. Um, So hopefully we can go at some point. I believe now you cannot book a day still because of COVID. And I don't know when it's going to be possible. But fingers crossed it can happen. Okay, the last part of the podcast, I'm going to see if I can ring someone now and we're going to do a little Harry Potter quiz with this person. Now, I think I'm going to try and call my sister if she answers me. Now, my sister, this is my big sister and I don't want to mean like Dudley. She's not big as in fat, but she's big because she's my older sister. She's two years older. So let's see if she calls. If she calls, if she answers. 
I tried to ring her earlier, she didn't answer. I did actually tell her that I was gonna ring her this time. Um, so she has warning, unlike my mother in the, in the last podcast who had no idea I was gonna call. So fingers crossed, she answers. Hello. Hey, um, how are you? I'm okay, can you hear me okay? Good, there's a little delay, but it's okay. Emily, you're on the Pappy English podcast. Are you excited? <laughs> Very excited. Um, you are a big Harry Potter fan, is that right? Yeah. Okay, I have a Harry Potter quiz. There are six questions. Okay, we're going to go through the six mm-hmm. questions quite quickly. Uh, how many questions out of okay. six do you think you will get correct? You're gonna, you're gonna get all six. <laughs> okay, Emily. First question is quite easy. Can you name the four Harry Potter houses? Gryffindor, Slytherin, Hufflepuff, and Ravenclaw. And Ravenclaw. Good. Well done. One point. Okay. The second question is a bit Woo-hoo. more difficult. Can you name four positions in the game of Quidditch? Oh my gosh. I'll let, I'll, Seeker? Yes. Seeker? Beater? Yes. Goalkeeper? I'll take keeper. Keeper. Just keeper. Keeper? Because they're not really goals, they're rings. <laughs> One more. Um, oh, man. Oh, my gosh. It, 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 it sounds like waffle. Quaffle. Quaffle is a position. I'm going to give it you. Okay, two out of two. Okay, third question. Third question. Who is Fluffy? Fluffy is Hagrid's dog. Is it Hagrid's dog? Are you sure? No, I can't remember. Oh, no, 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 it's not, it's not. I know what it is. Fluffy is that, like, three-headed dog. Eh. Uh, in the Exactly. It's like the first step towards the Philosopher's uh, Stone. It's She's like got the it. first thing they have to get through. Exactly, yeah. Because because Hagrid has another dog, which I can't remember the name. Do you know the name of Hagrid's other dog? Ah. Uh, it's not. It's not uh, like Thang. Thang. Is it Thang? That's it. Thang. Yeah, that's Thang it. or Thang? Thang. Thang with an F. Thang. Yeah. Fluffy is the three headed dog. Okay, three out of three. I'm giving it you. Okay. <laughs> In the in the first book as well, how does Harry Potter catch his first snitch? He swallows it. He swallows well, he it. He doesn't swallow it, but he catches it with his mouth. He catches it with his mouth. Does it go down? In, in, yeah, well, I don't, into okay, his no, throat. Well, yeah, because he has to cough it up, doesn't it? He, like, so he does there, swallow he's, like, it. Coughing regurgitates it doesn't he regurgitates it I'm doing an English learning podcast (laughs) so he swallows it which means it goes down his throat into his body so he swallows it it goes into his mouth and down and then as Emily says he regurgitates it which is kind of like being sick (laughs) and coming out and bringing it back up again okay four out of four so far Em number five this is a trick question. What is okay. the name of Harry Potter's first book? Harry Potter's first book. The the first Harry the, the, first... the first Harry Potter book, let's say. J.K. Rowling's first Harry Potter book. What is its name? 
Um, well, I don't know if she produced other related stuff beforehand. Like, there's like there's books which date back like in history before the first Harry Potter book. But the first well-known Harry Potter book is Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, isn't it? Okay, is it Philosopher's Stone or Sorcerer's Stone? Well, I thought that it was called the Sorcerer's Stone in America and the Philosopher's Stone in England. Exactly. That was the trick question, just if you thought it was the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> okay, you got it, you got it. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Very good. Okay, last question. This is to get all six correct. How did Moaning... You know, Moaning Myrtle, she's the ghost in Harry Potter in the girls' bathroom. Was it in the boys' bathroom? I don't remember. Anyway. Girls' bathroom. Girls' bathroom. How did Moaning Myrtle die? By the basilisk. The, the basilisk. The first time it was released from the chamber. Well, the first time the Chamber of Secrets was really opened, the basilisk killed a girl and it was her. How does the basilisk... Basil- uh, I can't say the word. Basilisk. Kill. Basilisk. How does it kill? This is the bone... It, it, it's its eye. In the eye, you die. Yeah. Very good. Very, very good. And the basilisk is a big, big snake. Emily, you got six out of six correct. Well done. Yay! You are are a potter head, okay? (laughs) Potter head. You are a potter head. (laughs) All right. Bye, Em. Thanks for being on the Pappy English podcast. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Okay, so Emily is a big potter head. As she has proven it, she knows a lot about Harry Potter. Um, but we grew up on that. If you grow up with something, you're surrounded with it through your whole childhood. So we grew up on Harry Potter. Uh, if you're in our generation as well, I'm sure you're the same. So let us know. Send me an email. Or if you're watching on YouTube, let me know in the comments. Like, are you a big fan of Harry Potter? Uh, did you learn anything new in this podcast as well? What words and expressions did you like? Uh, thank you for watching. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm sure if you're a big fan of Harry Potter, you enjoyed watching this one. Uh, Thank you again for listening and I'll speak to you again in the next podcast. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. 
Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.